Hello, When in Spain listeners. A very warm welcome to a brand new episode of the When in Spain podcast show. I'm your host, Paul Burge. Thank you very much for joining me wherever you are in the world. And this week we're talking comedy. I'm going to be exploring the comedy scene right here in the Spanish capital. And I've been lucky enough to get two fantastic guests on the episode to explore the comedy scene. Both of them are comedians. I'm going to be chatting and laughing with Trisha Audet and Juan Dabila. One time told a guy I was pregnant while I was drinking wine on our first date and he didn't call me back because I said, estoy embarazada which I thought was embarrassed. So there's definitely been a lot of, you know, false friends happening. It's a joke about a politician. After the show, someone came up to you, stroked your face and said, I hope you get cancer in your balls. I'm not sure how to feel right now. Yeah, yeah. Shocking. Trisha is in fact Canadian, but has been in Madrid for a number of years now. And Juan Davila is Spanish. Trisha and her partner, Fernando Garcia Torres, have a brand new comedy show called Live Story uh, that's starting next week at the Chocita del Loro Comedy Club, a very prestigious comedy club on Gran Vía. And as for Juan Davila, well, comedy excellence. In fact, a former police officer turned actor turned comedian. He's appeared in numerous TV series here in Spain. And well, between the three of us, we're going to be looking at inspiration behind comedy, Trisha and Juan will be sharing uh, anecdotes from life here in Spain and uh, telling us how those anecdotes and experiences have helped provide them with material for their comedy shows. We're also going to be looking at the difference between comedy and maybe sense of humour. Is there a difference between a Spanish sense of humour, a Canadian sense of humour, British sense of humour? We're going to be looking at that. Both of them are going to be telling us what it's like to actually be a comedian here in Spain and sharing how they got into it as well. They'll also be talking about their comedy favourites, people who've inspired them. So stay tuned for much mirth and hilarity. That's all coming up in a minute. Just before we get into the interview with Trisha and Juan, I'd just like to say if you uh, enjoy this podcast and you'd like to show some support for uh, the work that I do and to keep the podcast going and growing, you can become a patron of the When in Spain podcast uh, by making a small monthly pledge via the crowdfunding website called Patreon. You can sign up at patreon.com forward slash when in Spain to help keep me doing what I'm doing, which is bringing a little slice of Spanish life into your ears uh, every week. For being a patron this year, I'm starting to create bonus material, bonus content. So for being a patron, I'll be uh, producing regular live shows, video content, uh, bonus audio, bonus podcast episodes, as well, all for being a When in Spain patron. So patreon.com forward slash when in Spain. Enough self-promotion. Let's get into the interview with Trisha Audet and Juan Dabila. Here they are. Vamos. Trisha Audet and Juan Davila, thank you so much for taking the time to join When in Spain podcast. Thank you, and thank you for pronouncing my name properly. I pronounced it right? It was perfect. Yeah, and and me too, my name too. I I pronounced it right? Yeah. Oh, wow, I'm I'm really pleased about that because that normally doesn't happen. (laughs) Guys, thanks so much for joining me on this freezing cold Madrid morning. Uh, It's freezing, right? It's absolutely freezing, and I'm going to drop kick the next person who tells me that I can't feel cold because I'm Canadian. 
because I literally <laughs> just lost a finger. It's pretty bad. I'm yeah. thinking in my apartment I've got a small heater, but you know, might as well sit around a candle. Yeah, you know? I think the best thing for getting hot is comedian yeah. <laughs> yes which is what you guys are comedy woman comedy man comedians actors writers directors producers yeah. Trisha you've got a show coming up starting on the 21st of this month of January called Live Story Comedy Shorts yeah. and you're doing that yourself obviously and with your partner as well who is Fernando Garcia Torres uh, he knows a uh, Mexican but he's Spanish Fernando Garcia Torres is <laughs> like narcos but he's from Spain <laughs> it's a very Mexican sounding yeah, name it's by the oh, Colombian but it's <laughs> from Spain not a Colombian drugs baron no no, no. no, no. a comedian so he's your partner and comedy partner and you have your comedy duo called TYF Comedy yeah yeah exactly which is Trisha E. Fernando we thought of the name all by ourselves I thought that's what it might be TYF, yeah, yeah. Juan, you're directing the show yeah, and you're no. also featuring in, in parts of the show as well. Yeah, I knew Fernando from the from Standard Comedian and they called me to direct the show and I say, okay, it's my first uh, show in English directing and acting, but okay. We're going to talk a bit more about your show in a bit more detail later on in the podcast okay. and we're going to talk about uh, the comedy scene in Madrid a little bit later in the podcast as well. Okay. But Trisha, I wanted to start with you first. Um, you actually studied accountancy at university. Would you recommend that as a, a route into yeah. into comedy? Yeah, it was a nice it was a nice segue into comedy. I felt like there's a real nice linear connection in between <laughs> accounting and stand up. I always was into comedy and acting, but accounting seemed like the the safer route, you know. So when I was 17, my mom was kind of like go to school or move out of the house you know there was no option of just living it living at home for free and uh and so she was thinking that was a good idea because i could uh work from home and accountants make good money and i was really good with numbers like i i used to be able to beat the calculator in my mind in any event it wasn't for me i worked in an office for seven months and the only joy i got out of it was when i would go to the bathroom and i would sleep on the toilet paper stall and put my arm on the side that was like the day highlight uh i lasted seven months i just i'm not a desk person i need people and i need movement and, and juan for you how did you how did you come to get into the comedy circuit the comedy scene okay uh, because uh, i was working like a policeman Ah, yeah, really? six years in Alcobendas here oh, in Madrid. So, no in the academy of, of the police, yeah. uh, I did my first uh, stand-up comedian at yeah. the police academy yeah. oh. for the police for the policeman. Yeah, were they a difficult audience? Yeah, it was a difficult audience. But the show was I talked about a policeman. So I I began. Uh, to study acting and performance yeah. in Coraza. It's a, a school from here uh-huh. for actors. Okay. Uh, when I was three years in the police. So you were three years in the police force yeah. and then you I, started, I, I started training. Tra- training. And when I was six years in the police, I forget the police 
and uh, begin to a stand-up comedian, acting. I have a question for you, Juan, because this is new information to me. Okay. I, yeah. know, <laughs> I, I didn't know. I didn't like, know this. Because no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, you know, I know he does stand-up comedy, and he was a funny guy. I didn't check his credentials. Yeah. <laughs> but so when you go for auditions for like police, do you ever go, have you ever been to an audition? Or casting to be a police officer, like in a series or a movie? No, no, no. After, after um, working in, in the, poli the policeman, uh -huh. uh, they called me from uh, uh, Syria, here in, in Spain, uh -huh. and I did like agente forestal. It's like policeman mm -hmm. in the in the field on the ground. Ah, like in el bosque. Yeah, yeah. Ah, so you like you like in the in the in the wood in the field. Like, a, like a ranger. Yeah, like like a, a, like a ranger. Yeah, so yeah. in rural area. Like, so uh, that was a TV series that you yeah, you were in. Okay, in, in yeah. Tres, and uh, he was called the Incidente. We are, we are among uh, TV greatness yeah. here. Yeah. I didn't know that. This year, I I did a film. Yeah. Uh, called El, As El Asesino de los Caprichos mm. and I, I, did, I did a policeman. So you were a policeman. Yeah. So you had yeah. lots yeah. of uh, experience yeah. to, to, to relate to that and role. Another film with Freddy Heigmore, uh, Way, da uh, Way Down. Is, uh, is, is he, um, the premiere is now in this year and it's a sergeant. It's because he knows how to hold a gun. <laughs> I was going to say, during your time in the police force, yeah. you must have kind of created the typical character yeah. of, a, of a Spanish yeah. poli a Spanish a cop, a Spanish yeah, policeman. Yeah. 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 yeah, like a kind of. Is there a kind of stereotype of a, a Spanish cop? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is a stereotype for a Spanish cop? It's like a little loser. A, a loser. <laughs> like a loser. No, it's not like an American policeman. <laughs> No, 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 it's like a little weapon. A little weapon. A little weapon. But an incredibly handsome one because Spanish police are very hot. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of people say that. It's, it's kind of true, actually. It is, it's very true. Yeah. It's very yeah, true. Yeah, a lot of uh, friends and who say that. In, in, the, in the last year, in The Policeman, I did a stand up comedian in night, and in the morning, I was to work. I went to work <laughs> like a policeman, you know? Comedian by night, yeah. police officer yeah. by day. Yeah. Yeah. What if you like yeah. a, gave someone a ticket who's sitting in the front row? You're like, so sorry about that. You know, I was having a bad day. Yeah, yeah. yeah you see yeah. someone in the audience like, you're a wanted person. Yeah, I yeah, recognize yeah. your face. <laughs> <laughs> see me after the show. Yeah. Trisha, going back to you. So you studied accountancy, which I, thought, I think is hilarious, actually. I can't think of anything further away from comedy than accountancy, yeah, apart from maybe undertaking. I don't know. <laughs> Have you always been a funny person? Or if not, was there a time when you woke up one morning and thought, hmm, yeah, I'm kind of funny. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make something out of this. I guess it depends on your perspective. Now, I've always laughed at my own jokes. So to me, I've always been like one of the funniest person I've ever met. <laughs> and in school, I was definitely always the class clown. Uh -huh. But I think teachers like definitely, you know, when they'd see their roster of who's in their class that year, maybe be fighting and who would have to get stuck with me because I was always messing around. But I definitely always liked comedy. I definitely have always been into uh, sketch shows. Uh, you essentially have always had this personality which lends itself to getting up on stage and poking fun at yourself. Yeah, but to be honest with you, I didn't actually start getting up on stage till in my early 30s. Uh -huh. I didn't have the confidence. I, I don't think that I could have. I got confidence through teaching because you have 30 students looking at you all the time, so you get comfortable being in front of people. Yeah, 
sure. And for you, Juan, was it something that you you always considered yourself a funny person? I was uh, in in the school. I was uh, very shy. Yeah, but the life I think he carries you. Yeah. to a place yeah. Yeah. and I think it's important you see the, the energy uh, from the people is the same energy they have on the stage so if you are a sarcastic a ingenious a fast people in the life you are on the stage and for a stand-up comedian that you do the same character that you are mm -hmm. is very important to have a determinate energy but I think that comedy is something very serious because you have to write people uh, think that always is in the moment you have to have prepared so much time. Yeah, like that's I think one of the most brilliant parts of stand-up is delivering a um, monologue that you've done a hundred times, but the audience, it feels like the first time. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you are with tension, uh, the audience smell. But I think what Juan was trying to say earlier is that do you feel like comedy chose you? Like it just happened to you? Yeah, I was an actor, a serious actor, <laughs> but sometimes you are a serious actor and people laughed. So it's, <laughs> it's difficult <laughs> to say, no, no, I want to be a serious actor. And people laugh, okay, you have to listen to the science of the universe. Tell us about the comedy scene here in Madrid, because to be honest with you, I knew there was a comedy scene, a stand-up scene, uh, obviously in Spanish, but and in English as well. How has it kind of been changing since you've been part of it, and where is it headed? Right now, comedy in English is on on the brink of just exploding because it's it's been slowly building. We're we're a pretty tight community. It's like in the expat community, all the comedians we know each other, we work together as a community as well. So we're not booking shows on the same day. Uh, Adrian Wilson, who's like a really really wonderful actor here in Madrid, a British actor, he started a website. Uh, madridlive.es where people can go and see all the shows that are on so we're, we're definitely working together and we're growing together and now that we have this show on Gran Via it's like the next step it's like Madrid's ready because Barcelona has a huge scene they have six shows a week in English wow. and in Madrid we have you know there's Mad Improv they're on every Thursday Fox Jokes does a couple stand-up shows a month, uh, and then there's some new shows, Madrid Comedy in English uh, does one show a month. And so really in total for stand-up comedy here, there's like maybe six shows a month, whereas in Barcelona there's six shows a week. And we're the capital, you know? So there's, there's definitely a market and a space for it to grow, and I feel that this year it's gonna be growing. And that's what's so great to be working with Juan and Fernando because they're really well known in, in the comedy world in Spanish yeah. and, and now they're working in English. So it's just going to bring so much more attention to comedy in English. And once Spanish people get involved, that's, that's just going to really open up doors because if you go and see uh, Fernando, for example, he's learning English through the show. So we have people come to the show that don't have a high level of English, but they understand him. Because he speaks their language. You and know? they're sharing his battle with understanding, maybe. Yeah, and it's kind of like breaking down this barrier that it, language isn't about perfection. Absolutely. It's about communication. So yeah. it's okay if you're on stage and you're not speaking grammatically perfectly correct. And I guess, like you said, with your show, which has uh, a series of sketches, mm -hmm. the visual element 
really helps with that uh, compared with just doing straight stand-up. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's very uh, hestual, so you can follow along even if you don't understand the language. You can do it in any language. And I'm not saying that you're going to understand everything, but you you can definitely take home the idea. And uh, I experienced this myself. So I was at one show, he does improv, uh, improv clan, a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's very expressive, very visual. I laughed the entire time. I didn't understand everything, but I could understand you know the show and and had a really good time a couple days later i went to goyo jimenez which is like you know one of the most celebrated spanish stand-up comedians i also had a really good time but i understood less than half of the show because it's not the same as like improv and and sketch you know you really have to uh, understand the language and i speak spanish but it was a lot of play on words or you know things that i didn't understand yeah 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 and i think the comedian for example here in in spain actors Mm -hmm. there are seventy thousand, and comedian uh, working now uh, are uh, 120 you can Imagine the it's a, a little world here in Madrid, but it's a, a good way for investigate, and in English too, because in English there is nothing. In English stand-up, we're like 30 people. Woohoo! Yeah! Wow! We saw the house. Yeah. Uh, Trisha, tell me, um, being a funny person. <laughs> oh, stop! What makes you laugh? Real life, real life. I constantly am writing down things that are happening to me every day because they're relatable. And, and people that have had that experience, they um, they laugh at it because it's real to them, you know? But it's a tricky balance because a lot of my comedy, a lot of my experiences are based on being a giri or a foreigner, you know? But I don't want to pigeonhole myself to be like, oh, that stand-up comedy is just talking about being a foreigner, you know? Yeah. So I try to... Sure. I, I don't want to just have one style. So trying to find ways to include my experiences without putting me in a, in a you know... In a, in a pigeonhole, yeah, 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 yeah. Having said that, I imagine that life here in Madrid has provided you with a huge amount of uh, sources of hilarity and material for your for your shows now. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Spain turned me into a comedian. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a rubia, you know, blondie, yeah. de bote. I'm not yeah. like, it's, to- it's totally fake, but I'm like a permanent, a permanent tourist. I get treated like a tourist everywhere I go, even though I've been living here for, will be 10 years this July. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, you know what, it's, it's great. I just take notes every time and we can put it into a show. So if you're talking to me, you're probably going to end up on stage, you know, through words. I won't use your name. Uh, well, maybe your first name, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree with Trisha. And, and the, the last show begin from relationship broken, you know? So you had a breakup. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it was about, how do you say, pecados capitales? Uh, the seven sins, the seven deadly sins. Yeah, with Brad Pitt. Uh, Brad Pitt, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. And seven the show was about se- the se- seven, no? Yeah. yeah. It was from the ira, like the angry, the angry. Oh yes, from, uh, yeah, from your ire, your, your yeah, from your yeah, anger. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And the show, the the beginning was that, and now and the second show that uh, I call ten karma, el karma. You know, yeah, karma yeah. in English. It's, it's the same. The karma. Yeah, karma. 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 Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was because here uh, in the theater, 
uh, I was I went to the theater and I saw how person was to stolen the wallet to a woman. So I give I gave back the wallet to the woman. But after in the bar they stole me the iPad. No way! Two hours later. Two hours later, you yeah. had your iPad stolen. Yeah, iPad stolen. And this is the beginning on the show, and I have one hour and a half talking about the karma. Oh yeah, I suppose you just need one one little anecdote, yeah. and that will provide you with and a huge you, amount. The real life, I think the real life. So Absolutely. It's very important to live. Yeah. You have to live, not to stay uh, at home. And uh, Robert McKee went to Spain um, five or six years ago for gave us to a stand-up comedian from Spain a course. He told us, go out, write, live, because sometimes uh, a stand-up comedian from the United States uh, write to Robert McKee, okay, I don't have material, I don't, I, I don't have, and, and, and he says, it's normal, you live in a, in, a, in a big house with your uh, partners, with rich, and people don't understand this. In a, in a bubble. So, you, yeah, yeah you need get to, out, to and especially like collecting experiences. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and collecting experience with normal people. Your audience need to be able to relate to you, to your, to your brand of humor, right? Trisha, tell us, uh, what's the funniest thing that's happened to you since living in Spain? Or well, surely there must be more than one. Could you give us a couple of little anecdotes that you've drawn from? I've definitely had a lot of uh, failed relationships due to miscommunications <laughs> or, you know, misunderstandings in relationships. So when I first moved to Madrid, I was totally in love with this guy and he called me up one day and my Eng my Spanish level is quite low and uh, he called me up one day and he's like uh, he couldn't meet you know he's like estoy constipado which sounds like constipated yeah. <laughs> but it's really estrenido yeah. yeah constipated constipado means like you can't breathe very well through your nose yeah. not nothing to do with the other end yeah, yeah and estrenido yeah. is yes yeah. you can't go for a number two and so I was like my heart was like pounding, you know, because it's like, we're like falling in love. This is, if a guy's talking about his bodily functions, like this is love. And so it's like, no problem. I didn't even care that the date got canceled. I was so excited. And then I called up my friend Maria, who speaks both languages, and she explained to me that he was just sick, you know, and well, he did break up with me too, so. <laughs> or one time I was on a date with a guy, we were at a buffet, and I was eating dessert, and he's like, eres muy golinoso, or how do you say it? Golinoso, sweet tooth. Uh, Golosina. Eh, well, Golosina. Eh, sí. Yeah, and I thought he was saying that I was like gluttonous, Golosa. like I was being a pig or something. <laughs> Glotón. Yeah, and I didn't, and that was, I didn't see him again. I didn't, and I found out six months later, no. but in a natural conversation that meant sweet tooth, and I was like, oh. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so you're like, I'm not seeing this guy again, he's just called me a, a, a pig. Yeah. And I one time told the guy I was pregnant while I was drinking wine on our first date and he didn't call me back because I said, estoy embarazada, which yeah. I thought was embarrassed. So there's definitely been a lot of, you know, false friends happening. Juan, have you ever uh, had any amusing situations? Mariana is a friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, he told me that it was very funny when she told me that uh, she went uh, to buy uh, furniture and say uh, he want a mesilla con dos y dijo cojones. So a mesilla is like a little bedside table. 
and he said cojones, which cojones. are balls, but he wanted yeah. to say cajones, cajones. Yeah. which are yeah. drawers. So you got balls and drawers mixed up. I love it. <laughs> and, and the personal shopper uh, answer uh, her, you have here your mesilla con mis dos cojones. <laughs> I think, yeah, any kind of false friends or mispronunciations can lead you down some really uh, interesting paths. I remember once saying I wanted to charge my phone years ago. And I think I said, instead of saying carga, I said caga. Things like this is I want to shit. Uh, Yeah, there's so many of them. My very first uh, experience with, uh, with this was I was working in a high school my first year in Madrid. And I was in a classroom in a bachillerato, so like, you know, grade 11, grade 12, something like this. And they were doing an exam, and I was like, do you have a cheat sheet? And I guess if you say it really fast, it sounds like a female anatomy, no? Uh, but I was saying cheat sheet, which is like um, uh, in Spanish, what is that? A chuleta, chuleta. Yeah. chuleta. But chuleta. I was saying cheat sheet, cheat sheet really fast, and everyone's laughing, and I was like... What is going on? I had no idea, you know, that I'm, I think I'm yelling out like pussy or something. Which you were. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Basically. Okay. Chi Chi, yeah. Have there really been any kind of culture shocks or cultural differences that have kind of been a source of amusement for you yeah. in Spain? Yeah, absolutely. Who decided that when it's your birthday, you have to invite everything? What is that all about? Yeah, when it's your birthday, you buy everyone the drinks? Uh, here in Spain? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you, you invite poppycock. Yeah, you invite people yeah. here in Spain. In Canada, you don't have to pay for anything. So I stopped celebrating my birthday here because I don't want to buy you a drink. It's my birthday. You should yeah. buy me a drink yeah. and give me a present. Yeah. God damn it, I'm Absolute, the one aging. Absolutely, and the same in the UK. It's your birthday. Yeah. Everybody else yeah. buys you a drink. Yeah. You're not paying for everyone else. Yeah, that that is that is strange, isn't it? Like for yeah, us, yeah. for us. Paul, you have a story that that you could put into stand up. <laughs> What's going on your day? For me, I don't know since I've been in Madrid. I don't know, I seem to have some kind of attraction to 65-year-old prostitutes on the streets. I remember one of my first days... They're Well, they seem to be attracted to me, I don't know. I remember one of my first days in Madrid, down in the centre, not far from Sol. I was killing some time, I was waiting on the street outside a cafe, and uh, this, this sort of old lady came kind of waddling up to me. She looked like a real abuela. Real granny, short grey hair, she was wearing a big long puffy coat, she had a, a, like a, a big bag on her shoulder, her feet were kind of like bulging out of her shoes. And she says to me, hola, oye, una mamada, quince, quince. And I was like, I was like, and I kind of slowly translated in my head and worked out what she was saying. And I was like, oh, um, Blowjob, 15 euros. Um, no, I'm, I'm good, thank you. Actually, I've got a girl. Bit pricey. I said, no, I've got a girlfriend, thank you. She said, that doesn't matter. No pasa nada. And I was like, God, this is really weird. This has never happened to me before. But the fact that she looks like a granny, I'm like, really? And it's happened to me more than once, several yes. occasions. I don't know why. It must have a face that just looks like I'm into vice, yeah. that vice. She, she, she has smelled that you need it. <laughs> yeah, I obviously had that look on my face. Okay. That I, I was needing you're, something. You are welcome to Spain. <laughs> oh, you're, you're, you're 
feel a little bit tense. Is there anything you can we can do to help you here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was that was that was that was funny. Yeah. That's happened a few times. I think it's one thing that surprised me about Madrid, how open it is. Yeah, it's it's like, quite in your face sometimes. It's like a block away from the police station. Um yeah, I don't know. Other things that are amusing. I think very similar to like you've said, misunderstandings because of language barrier, false friends, you know, mixing up boyjo and boya, classic. Yeah. Um silly things like that. Okay, we're just going to take a little break from the questions. Trisha, I'd like you to tell us a little bit more about uh, the show that you've got coming up with your partner, Fernando. It's called Live Story, Comedy Shorts in English. Okay, so yeah, it's basically a series of sketches that are inspired by life, uh, mainly in Madrid, but I also live one year in Sevilla as well. So we've taken, you know, um, experiences and then either exaggerated them or extended them, you know, so it's not like, you know, based on true events, but at the same time it is because even when we've um, exaggerated the situation, people really are living these experiences. Um, so yeah, and it's ever evolving. So we did the show the first time in Canada in September. Uh, and then this is our fourth show at La Chosita. And from the first show to this show, it's over 50% new. This show has two new sketches that nobody's seen. Uh, and the idea is that every show we're adding new sketches, which is exciting to have one on board because you have a third eye watching you, right? So that the idea is that we're moving towards every show having a new sketch till eventually we have a database of let's say 20 sketches and the audience just pulls out of a hat and every show will be different like improv but it's not improv well we're going to do some improv ones yeah. making us yeah. um, but so that every show will be different and we can get repeat customers because sure. repeat audience because it's a smaller market you yeah. know but we're, I wrote everything with uh, Fernando and it's a fascinating experience because he has a lower level of English so we do the writing in Spanish but then translate in the moment into into English and in the beginning he's really just memorizing everything, everything yeah. Yeah. yeah like yeah. he's memorized the show Wow. And tell us about the venue. It's a very well-known, very famous uh, comedy theatre right in the heart of Madrid, right on Gran Vía now. It's a quite a prestigious location to be performing, no? Yeah, we're across from the Lion King, like, doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and there's two, there's two theatres there. So there's the upstairs, uh, the Senator, which seats about 280, right? There's a yeah. balcony. And then there's downstairs, which is, seats about 150 or 148. Yeah. Um, and it's the top comedy club in Madrid, so it's definitely like, you know, it feels really good to be there. Um, the audience are super receptive. Everything's just um, really well well organized, and and people are coming there, and they're they're um, they're coming ready for comedy. You know, yeah. like the the audience is 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 nice and warm, and we want to warm him up this time around because he'll do a set in five minutes uh, to open up the show. Uh -huh. He'll do a five minute set in English. So you're going to be the anima it, the animador. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. I'm going to to do a sketch about the balls. Ball people. Like me. Ball people, yeah. <laughs> los, los calvos, los calvitos. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, like a reference point. Honey, where are you? Okay, I'm right uh, uh, on the next of, from the, of the ball. <laughs> you are good for the society. 
Andy. <laughs> so we're like little reference points. Yeah, reference points. <laughs> See the shiny head? Yeah. Just yeah. next to that. Yeah, right? just next to that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Excellent. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, but in the beginning, the, one of the main changes we've made is we used to do sketch, stand-up, sketch, stand-up. And the stand-up was a lot more challenging, like I was saying with myself. Yeah speaking Spanish, it's a lot harder for me to understand shows. I have to see the show a few times, you know, or just really concentrate. So we've taken out uh, the stand-up and we're just, well, we're doing a bit of stand-up still, but mainly the sketches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, some people have uh, helped me to translate the, the sketch, uh, Mariana Plesco and Tony, that are uh, friends, uh, friends of mine. And when we translate this, uh, we saw that there are things that are more uh, enjoyed in English. Mm -hmm. With the translate, mm -hmm. the uh, rhythm yeah. is better in English. Yeah. That's interesting. Than mm -hmm. in Spanish. Because in English you have the, the words, uh, just the words. In, in Spanish we, we go around your uh, language yeah. is very specific. We have a lot of very specific vocabulary, yeah. I think, no, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. very, very. And for the comedy, it's perfect. Do you find that, like you were saying, Trisha, when you've, uh, you've, you've scripted your sketches originally in Spanish mm. with your partner and then you've translated them, have you ever been tempted to leave bits in Spanish? Often Fernando's playing the Spanish person that, you know, has a lower level of English or is understanding. So we definitely don't try to hide the fact that we have different levels of English and uh, and we can use it to our advantage for sure. So I think it's it's something that's that's not being done right now or it is and I've not seen it but the the mixing of a, an expat and a Spanish comedian and, and the not hiding any of that. I'm clearly not from here and he clearly is from here and and make it part of our characters and use it to our advantage yeah. to offer something that's different and that's that's real and natural. You know, uh -huh. the people when they leave they say they can really relate to yes. the sketches. Going back to humor, uh, in your opinions, uh, is there a big difference between Spanish sense of humor, Canadian sense of humor, British sense of humor, Anglo-Saxon sense of humor, whatever you want to call it? Are there, are, there, are there big differences, do you think? Have you noticed that? Yeah, there's definitely differences. I don't know how to define them, though. Like, I could do a stand-up set in English and then directly translate it into Spanish, and it, and it won't work, and vice versa. So I actually do a lot of comedy for Spanish speakers. So I choose language that'll work for them. So if I'm delivering something in English to an expat audience, I might say it in a different way that's going to have a, a different kind of punch to it uh, than with Spanish. But there's definitely different uh, style of comedy for sure. No? Yeah, it's a... Um I think the sarcastic, the black humor in Spain is more difficult to find. The audience has to be educated too in this kind of humor. For example, I don't usually do political humor because I don't know anything about politics, but I did a joke that, uh, about a politic, politician here yeah, yeah. and one person in the audience at the end of the show how do you say acaricia, uh, acariciar? like stroke your face yeah he stroke my face and show you I wish you a cancer in your eggs <laughs> <laughs> 
in your pores. So you made a joke about a politician after the show. Someone came up to you, stroked your face, and said, I hope you get cancer in your balls. I'm not sure how to feel right now. Shocking. And But I think you think to this. I do a, a sketch uh, telling that we, like a rational person, yeah. we can transform uh, nuestras ganas, uh, kills, ganas de matar, how do yeah. you say? Um, yeah, it gives you the, the fire. Yeah, the fire in your belly, that you want to kill someone. Your killing de desire, yeah. you can transmit to your killing, to your ganas de acariciar, how do you say? Transforming your yeah. feeling, that you, that your feeling that you want to kill someone. Yeah. Yeah. And transforming that into a feeling that you just want to caress their yeah. face and gently. And, 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 and it, yeah, and it's I don't good. think we have an English word for that. Desire. Yeah, strong desire yeah. to, for someone to die, and, and you translate that yeah, to like, a strong desire to yeah. caress them. And yeah. you can use it. <laughs> you can use it for the karma. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And yeah. I, I ask. I ask. From one to the audience and say you when did you your strong desire for kill and you have to yeah caress the face of someone face you're really angry with someone and is the the girlfriend of another people yeah from this I have a uh, ten minutes of show yeah. ten from, minutes from, of material from, from that from, from that from, incident yeah, yeah from the from the boy who told me uh, I wish you a cancer in your body. <laughs> It's fair to say that maybe political jokes, yeah. people aren't necessarily ready yeah. for that level yeah. of so satire yeah. yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So and and after, this, after this, I tell the joke, yeah. and people laugh, and I say, okay, and for this joke, is the cancer in my vault. And people laugh more because it's, of course. it's ridiculous. I, I, I love something about the character from... Trisha and um, a strange, a stranger people. Uh, stranger, uh, stranger, stranger things. Stranger, no, stranger people. You, or English. Oh, foreign people. Yeah. Foreign, foreign people. people yeah. Yeah. yeah, like you, because uh, here in Spain, uh, the character is more to wait for the call. Oh, yeah. And Trisha, for example, uh, I love that uh, he's an um, auto producer. Ah, yeah. And he called, he, uh, he write, he speak with people, mm. he, he put uh, on movement the energy. Mm. And here in Spain, it's more like waiting for the call. Waiting for yeah. the, Thank you. the thing. You're, you're more proactive. Yeah. 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 Not so yeah. proactive. It's your, yeah. your character. Yeah. English character, mm. United States character yeah. is uh, proactive. Yeah. And here is passive. Ah, yeah, yeah. Several times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, that's it. Just, you can't wait for life to knock on your door. You yeah. have to be yeah. the active creator, so... The way here in Spain is uh, you get a, an agent mm. and you wait. Yeah. And you wait. At home. And you wait. Mm. And you wait. And you wait. And you wait. Yeah. Thank you very much for recognizing that. It feels really nice. It's how I got into comedy. I started doing motivational comedy. So I'm a motivational speaker and I work in education, like mentoring teachers and, and whatnot. And I started doing comedy 
to motivate people to create those opportunities. Yeah. And and then I ended up, you know, doing sketch comedy or whatnot. But that's how I got started because it was like I saw like people, and it's not just in Spain. There's a whole, you know, generation of people or group of people that are not, you know, wanting life to happen but not really taking that step. So I, I wanted through comedy to get get people to come to shows thinking that, you know, they're going to see, you know, a stand-up show. But it's really got all these messages of, like, create your life. Yeah, you know, because, make it happen. Because in a stand-up comedian, you can create your, mater yeah. your material. Only depend on you. Yeah. No more people. So mm -hmm. you have to... And, uh, the other thing is that um, if you wait to the call, yeah. uh, you wait, you wait, nobody calls you, and at the end you think, perhaps I'm not enough. Yeah. And it's worse because yeah. uh, you arrive to that question. Yeah. And no, 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 you are enough, you, but you have to do. Yeah. And you get confidence through doing, and you learn through doing. Like, no one taught me how to do stand-up or put on a show, but I've been doing it for five years now, so I'm learning. I understand, you know, the language that goes into the conversation with the tech person and, and what kind of elements to the show are going to add an, uh, another level by doing. And that's it. We have to learn by doing. Obviously, formation and, like, you know, training yeah, are really but you important. Have to, to be on, on stage, uh, I, <coughs> yesterday I read a, a sentence from Sylvester Stallone mm. that he was with Rocky yeah. uh, for, for ev every producer, manager, mm -hmm. nobody wants the film. Yeah. And, uh, and he says, um, the only um, thing that was good for me is that I never forgot I, I trust on me. Yeah. Have that confidence to believe yeah. in yourself. Yeah. To, to yeah. Do. yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, and listen to the university sometimes because <laughs> if yeah. you want to be a NBA NBA yeah. <laughs> player yeah. and you it's one meter. Yeah. Okay. Like me, I could never be a basketball player. Sometimes yeah. there are things yeah. in life you okay. really okay. cannot okay. change. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You have to listen too, but uh, be proactive. Yeah, totally. You have yeah. to create the opportunities, and especially in this industry, which is an industry. I don't know what the statistics are, but I suppose it's a very low number of people that can live and thrive off of entertainment and, and comedy alone. You know, a lot of a lot of us have second jobs, or uh, you know, a lot of the stand-up comedians in English here they're teaching during the day. You know, and that yeah. material ends up on stage, so it's all it's all useful too. Yeah, my ex housemate who I used to live with a few years ago. She's an actress and she is she performs in Tok Tok just off yeah. Gran Vía. Mm -hmm. She plays the character who kind of has like a speech problem and just makes weird noises. But she's yeah. been in that show I think 10 years. She's done the same performance, the same show for 10 years and I used to talk to her I said do you ever get bored of, of doing the same show again and again or do you you know mm. she says well you know most of the time it does feel different each time the audience mm. is slightly different yeah. but she said I'm really lucky yeah. that I have this permanent job that yeah. I can doing what I want to do as an actress as a, mm. a, a, a comedy actress doing this because you know it's so difficult to find work which is secure and that yeah. she's been in that 10 years although yeah. you know, I think she would probably like to do other things but yeah, so it's yeah. just hard yeah yeah because uh, if you do 10 years in the same play it's like a funcionario uh, yeah yeah, yeah, uh, yeah like a, like a functionary, like a, functionary, a, a, a yeah, government yeah. worker doing the same work, boring yeah, job every I, day. I worked uh, government work as like a policeman, yeah, and yeah. I didn't want yeah, this. Yeah. So 
you have uh, and and we we make um, some kind of art, mm -hmm. and the art is the opposite to the functionary. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you have to change, to try yeah. to, for example, in, in in the show now in Ten Karma, uh, the sex. 60% of the show mm -hmm. is depend on the audience. Oh, wow. The 40% of the show is right. The 60% it depends on the audience. And so that's just improvised. Always is live. Always I, I surprise with the reactions and I enjoy doing it. Because the uh, behind show mm. I was uh, five years mm. doing and five years is too much. Yeah. Mix it up, because otherwise I suppose anything gets boring. Yeah. Even comedy, yeah. if you're doing the same thing again yeah, and again yeah, and again. Yeah. If you feel bored, yeah. people bore. Yeah. They can yeah. tell. Yeah. You transmit yeah. that to the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's why Saturday Night Live would be like my dream job, because every week is new. You know, they're yeah. constantly playing yeah. different characters. Yeah. 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 Comedy heroes. Who's been... Trisha, we'll start with you. For you, your biggest inspiration. Dave Chappelle for life. I'll tell you, I've been a long-running fan of Saturday Night Live. I love Kristen Wiig, Kate McKinnon, uh, Will Ferrell, uh, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, Jimmy love, Fallon's great, yeah. I'm really into late-night talk shows, so I watch mm -hmm. a lot. Uh, Seth Rogen. Yeah. Um, I watch them on YouTube. I just am fascinated by their monologues and their interviews. And to me, they're just real people. That's what I like about stand-up comedy. It's like you feel like they're just being themselves on stage. Yeah. Like you really yeah. know them. Yeah. yeah. It's always yeah. into Jerry Seinfeld and oh, yeah. 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 Any, yeah. Any, and Norm Macdonald. Yeah. Any Spanish comedians apart from, of course, Juan Davila? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My favorite Spanish comedians are Fernando Juan Davila. There's nobody uh, yeah. else. There's nobody else. Um, I know a lot of the comedians from the community because we used to do a lot of crossover with our open mics, so they would come to ours and we would go to theirs. So uh, yeah. I, I definitely love these guys. Uh, Danny Boy Revere is really funny. I like. I like. Uh, Diego Daño as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. And for you, Juan? My favorite uh, standard comedian in the world is Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And after, no, uh, I agree. Uh, Teresa with um, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, yeah. uh, always uh, based on the true life. Yeah. So, yeah. And, um, but my favorite is uh, Gad El Malé. Gadel Malé. He he's an actor, yeah. and he's a very a very expressive yeah. and with true true life. And, uh, five years ago, he went to New York uh -huh. to act uh, and performs there, and now I think he he's he's in New York. Trisha, just tell us for people who are listening to this ahead of the show in Madrid, tickets, bookings, that kind of thing. And also, who want to find out more about you? Yeah, so to get tickets to the shows on atrapolo.com okay. and just look up live story. Uh, and they're discounted on Atrapolo, the first bundle anyway. So that's the first stop. You can also get them um, at the door, but we like it on Atrapolo because then you can give us a review. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and um, you can find out more about, about what I do and, and Fernando on TYF Comedy. So we're on Instagram and Facebook. And we've also started a new event uh, that's launching this Saturday. It's called a 
intercomedy. So it's a spin on intercambio. Uh, so it's a language practice, but inspired through comedy. So that's also um, uh, on our social media. And we're, we have TYF Comedy in English on Meetup. So you can join us there too. The intercomedy is a free event. And it's, uh, uh, we really want to help people uh, engage with English and Spanish. And uh, it's a way for people to get to know us as well. And we really want to help people learn English so they can get involved in comedy in English as well. Fantastic bilingual bilingual comedy. Yeah. Is there anything better? That sounds yeah. sounds great. Yeah. yeah. I'll put links oh, in the show notes of the podcast. Okay. Perfect. Everything they need to know to find out about you guys. Thank you. Perfect. Okay. And do your listeners know what you look like? Do you do a lot of videos? Yeah, I think most of them have seen me at some point. Yeah, okay. I do do videos wow. and if your Instagram and stuff. Yeah. If, if your listeners want to see you in a video and they have an idea, we can make a video together. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. Let's do that. Let's do a little. Let's do, let's do a little sketch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you have a little comedy inside you, just waiting. Somewhere. There. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Trisha and Juan, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so thank much. You. It's been a pleasure. So there you have it. That was Trisha and Juan. Thank you to them for taking part. Don't forget, if you are in Madrid and you'd like to go and see Trisha and her partner Fernando's show, Live Story, it's on at La Chocita del Loro Comedy Club. That's on Gran Via. As Trisha said in the episode, uh, you can get tickets via atrapalo.com, atrapalo.com. And uh, if you'd like to check out their social media, uh, it's tyf comedy.com tyfcomedy.com that's the webpage where you can find information about them their shows and anything else you'd like to know and of course tyf comedy also has a presence on social media as well on facebook and instagram as does when in spain if you enjoy the podcast and maybe you'd like to socialize with other like-minded spain fans when in spain has a presence on facebook and on Instagram. The Facebook group is a great place to socialize with other Spain fans, share content, photos, ask questions to the other members. I think we're about 2,600 members in the When in Spain face group now. If you like photography from around Spain, uh, When in Spain has an Instagram account where I uh, regularly share photos from my travels around Spain and photos which relate to the podcast episodes as well. If you'd like to get in touch with me directly for any reason, Maybe you have some feedback about the podcast. Uh, maybe you have a very specific question about Spain and you'd like some information. Feel free to get in touch with me directly. You can do that by emailing me, and that is uh, when in Spain one at outlook.com. When in Spain, the number one at outlook.com. Feel free to get in touch, and I will endeavor to get back to you. So that will do it for this week. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, if you've enjoyed this podcast episode and indeed you enjoy the When in Spain podcast in general, maybe you've been listening for a while now, please consider becoming a When in Spain patron. I'd really like to keep the podcast going for another year. I'd like to keep it going and growing into 2020. So if you enjoy the show, 
please consider becoming a patron. You can do that, as I said earlier, by going along to patreon.com forward slash when in Spain. It's all self-explanatory when you hit that page and you can sign up to various tiers of patronage. For becoming a patron, as I said, this year I will be producing regular weekly uh, bonus content. I'm looking at doing live shows, video content and extra bonus when in Spain podcast episodes as well, especially for patrons. I hope you enjoyed the episode and until the next time, gracias y hasta luego.